Hello, everyone, and welcome to Growing with Franz, the podcast of personal growth, new discoveries, and four intertwined paths. I'm today's host, Ashley. I'm Gabby. And I'm Andrea. And I'm Lilybeth. And today we'll be talking about personal finance as 20 somethings. So, just a quick disclaimer uh, we are not financial experts in any way. Um, none of us are in finance and are only sharing what we have learned about finances from our personal experiences and the different like media on like Instagram and stuff that we actually engage with. Um, but we understand that, especially at this early age and with our backgrounds, there's not a lot of financial literacy. And we know how important that is um, just seeing other people's lives are changed being financially literate, right? Um, and so we want to share our experiences, how we're trying to navigate. And as always, feel free to contact us on our social media if you have any tips and tricks for us to really get more financially literate. Um, and what does it mean? Uh, personal finance. Personal finance is a process of planning and managing your personal money, such as income generation, spending, savings, investing, and protection. So let's get started. Uh, right, guys, um, Franz, how did you get started in your personal finance journey? Yeah, so I think one thing you brought up, Ashley, I also really agree with. I feel like there's not a lot of um, financial literary literacy a lot of times like for people around our age um, and I feel like for me that's why I wanted to learn more about personal finance and that's how I started like this personal finance journey um, because I felt like we didn't learn about any of this stuff in school like literally um, which I think is crazy because it's so important, you know, to like being an adult. So yeah, that's like kind of what made me want to start. And so I think for me, when I really started like learning more about personal finance was in senior year of college. Um, it was kind of like, for me, I was thinking that, damn, like I'm going to be in the quote unquote real world soon. And I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> so yeah, the first thing I did um, in that process, though, was I literally started watching YouTube videos. Um, and that's honestly how I learned about so many uh, like different things. Um, definitely, I would say I have to I have to mention them because I feel bad not giving them credit. But um, like, I would say two step. Mm, maybe three. I would say like, no, I'll just say it. so Stefan Graham and Matt Devella are these two YouTubers who talk a lot about personal finance and stuff. So I yeah, I watched a lot of their videos. And that's how I kind of got it got started in senior year. And ever since then, it's been like a year and a half almost now. Like, yeah, I've been watching their stuff. And that's how I've learned about things. Mm -hmm. um, I got into TikTok during the pandemic. And one of the things that popped up in my For You page was Call to Leap. Um, he is a well, self-proclaimed self like financial, personal finance expert. And I started following him on TikTok and Instagram. And I think that really perked my interest, just like knowing that I can accumulate um, financial stability with, you know, letting it just sit there. <laughs> um, not in my savings account, given from my bank, but like, in a like Roth IRA or like a high yield savings and I thought that was really cool because why wouldn't you want money to grow while you're not doing anything to it but mm. on top of that like I saw a lot of family members mostly like struggle with like finances and myself included and we don't know the state of like policies in the future when we get older like what social security will happen to that when we get older so that kind of stuff like worries me um, and I want to make sure that I'm prepared for when that time comes. And I think that by doing, by starting early, as early as possible, even though I don't really have like a normal nine to five job with like all the benefits and stuff, um, I feel like it's important to start like as soon as possible because little by little over a course of many years versus a lot, a lot over the course of a short amount of years, I think is going to be a lot better for my mental and uh, wallet. Yeah, it all starts with the family where 
I feel like not even my family was well informed on yeah financial literacy like to like go out on my own and figure out my own personal finances um was really like a like a huge path for me to open up to like um maybe like ever since like figuring out how to pay for college like for me I personally took out loans and I don't think at that age when you're 18 like you know making that decision to not only go to college but also to you know, try to invest in yourself with big loans of money. Like I didn't, I don't think I knew the impact of like what interest meant or what I was really taking out loans for, you know? Um, but as times went by, like um, budgeting and really um, calculating like all my finances, I think that's what really got me started onto it. And then I think it was like somewhere down the line, a friend told me like billionaires, like these billionaires are not working nine to five jobs they're not mm-hmm. you know they're not getting a single like they're not getting their money from a single stream of income like they have multiple streams of income they're um investing into like this is how millionaires become yeah millionaires because they're investing into other millionaires they're investing into businesses they're investing into stocks and definitely i want to i want to strive to be a billionaire myself so Obviously, I got to learn from, I got to learn what they're doing and definitely try my best to, like, achieve that passive income as well. Yeah, similar, I guess, to everyone. It also happened towards the tail end of college. And I guess as closer we were to graduating, um, I was thinking about my loans because I also took out loans, too. And trying to figure out how to best pay for it. So that's when I knew like I wanted to create like a plan. I didn't want to be too stressed out by loans. Um, so that's when I started really looking into more more into financial literacy. And but I guess you could argue that it also started back like I guess my second year of college when my aunt, my tita uh told me to get a credit card and start building my credit right away and so um from then on I just didn't I didn't know what that meant but I was just like okay I'm gonna get a credit card but yeah I didn't really get into it too much until the until like after graduating and then another really big thing that kind of spurred more interest was just like taxes (laughs) I don't know why but like they totally freaked me out um and I just I felt like I was completely unequipped to fill out my own tax forms and stuff because I just felt so insecure about like financial literacy you know I'm I feel like I felt like I was gonna go to jail or something because I didn't complete it right um so that's another reason why I really wanted to learn more about finances and um yeah kind of also what Lilybeth was saying too and like what Ashley was saying is I wanted to eventually you know be able to work and not be so financial focused right so I'd be able to like do my work and not have it be and not be completely focused on like the paycheck but I wanted to actually like enjoy my work and work because I love what I do and that's because I'm like no like I need like I I'm staying at this job because I it's what you know keeps the roof over my head I want to be able to at least have that freedom to do other passions and like pursue other things without having without feeling like I am financially dependent or like my life is revolved around paying for like a roof over my head I feel like it's so crazy how yeah taxes and credit cards like there's this thing there's this like weird stigma about it like or maybe I guess with money in general, but like, especially with like credit cards and taxes, it's like, it's this scary world that we have to unravel. But like, as soon as you like get into it, it's like literally just numbers and just making sure you budget and you're just accurate with the numbers. And it just goes to show like how much of a value like money is into our lives that it literally scares us that it's literally like Mm. something we don't want to touch or something we don't want to deal with yeah it's really scary plus like um especially like your credit score it's similar to if any of you seen episode one i think season three of black mirror Mm. nosedive where people are um ranked by like a point system their like ability and um just agreeable overall agreeableness by other people 
um, by like what they do and like what they say and like how they just interact with the world. And I think that's really interesting, like as a metaphor for credit scores, like how you interact with money, how you interact with being like quote unquote responsible for money, like despite whatever like challenges life throws at you. That's the number that you carry to get a house, to get a car, to get a, to get a loan. And it's also crazy that like, um, if you don't have a credit score, like it's, it, it doesn't, like it's bad. Um, and then if you just started and it's high, it doesn't really count for much, which kind of makes sense. Kind of like a GPA, I guess. Mm. Um, but it's still, it's like you have, you're like forced to take on big purchases like loans and cars and mortgages and whatever um to make your credit score go higher Mm -hmm. in order to purchase more of that so we're just like constantly in this like cycle of money capitalism Mm -hmm. and money and capitalism and it 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 it, like functions and it works for those who have access to it but for those who don't have access to it or the means of making of like making sure that they can get through every you know trial and tribulation of their lives it's like you fall off the wheel no that's completely true like based on this one number like it limited it limits your quality of life like your possibilities and your potential to yeah literally have a house and like you know there's just so much history and like credit scores too like where it just puts you at a big disadvantage because there's people like i know there's people who even didn't even start like people you know people's parents have to use some sometimes their kids credit because they're not able to get a house on their own and it ruins the kids credit and from then they've always been starting at a negative so like it's just that endless cycle and the thing is is like I think credit scores are only important here in America in Mm -hmm. our country like it's so crazy like that's literally this is the only country that functions that way that literally chooses like how you're going to be living your life and it's like we're the only country that's doing that I'm like, oh my god. There's that's a whole other rabbit hole. Mm. <laughs> um, which is also really interesting. Honestly, I like talking about that stuff. But it, yeah, it's crazy how like the US is so dependent on like the concept concept of debt because like that's basically what credit does, you know, it allows you to to have debt. But like at the same time, one can argue that it allows us to have like a better quality of life because we're able to like buy these like bigger items you know what I mean I was gonna say I feel like that also kind of just feeds into like the capitalist society yeah too like it allows people to be consumers Mm. but also like it's also going into privatization of like companies and stuff because better quality things is because things are privatized if they were like government funded who knows right (laughs) Mm. because well that's basically just how it is in like countries like for example i guess the most example would be like europe right because a lot of things their stuff are like government funded not privatized Mm -hmm. so yes more access to better things but because of capitalism and privatization Mm. right capitalism right it's a cycle right it's the it's the american dream belief (laughs) that you can make it that you can definitely like it's that yeah like gabby said that rabbit hole of like it could it can make or break for you like literally it could help open up new possibilities but it can also bring you down even deeper right if you don't know how to properly navigate it yes and that's Mm -hmm. why personal finance is important to this podcast guys but but personal finance is important so teach your kids and your friends young Mm -hmm. so that they are aware right like also in communities of color i don't know about Mm y'all but i feel like there's also a sense of like like money isn't just like is a a very touchy subject Mm -hmm. you know it's not something that people are very open about especially Mm -hmm. you know debt as well so I just feel like that's why yeah. there's such a, like, there's a gap between, um, in the younger generation. Yeah. Because it's not, it wasn't really, like, something that was talked about all the time in their families or, like, in their spaces growing up. Also, I wonder for, like, community, like, um, like, migrant communities or immigrant communities, because technically, like, the U.S. is the only one that, like, really values credit scores and stuff. And technically, an adult moving from another country doesn't really have the knowledge of that because they doesn't really happen in their country Mm. so when they come to the u.s it's like oh what and like my experience and i don't know if you all had similar experiences but 
kind of to what Andrea was saying too is that yeah I do think that money is not talked about as much like in like BIPOC families um and I think it's kind of it gives me kind of the similar vibes to how like sometimes you know BIPOC families don't talk about mental health a lot like obviously they're different topics but it like that gives me similar like um, mentality around it I feel like mm-hmm. and you know it's not really necessarily uh, I don't think it's that money is itself is taboo I think it's being smart with money because I feel like it's very like common especially in like Filipino culture to brag with like brand named items like bags and like shoes and like Gucci head to toe because I think it's like it shows money but I think also equates to you quote-unquote like working hard Mm. at your job or you you know you were you know quote-unquote smart to choose a job that makes a lot so I think I don't know if the the taboo is necessarily money itself but to be smart with money and practical with Mm it versus like showing off that you do have money and that you're making money no I completely get you I feel like yeah the taboo goes along with you know, making sure that every, like, it's the status of, like, your capability of, like, staying afloat. Like, you know, no matter what, you're making money, you're, like, supporting your family. And, like, for a lot of immigrant families, like, they're supporting multiple families, not just the one in America, but in Mm. others as well. And, like, money is, holds such a big power that you don't want to let other people know that you're struggling or that, you know, that um, you're not, spending it well Uh, and like I think that also ties with like why a lot of I feel like for me why my family always loves going to the casino because they love that idea of like that jack (laughs) they love the idea of how reaching that jackpot or the lotto lotto, like I I cannot tell you how many times my dad has went for the lotto and let me pick the numbers because Oh my god, me too. And then rub it on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. and or, like, you know, kiss the ticket or some shit like that. Kiss because the like it's such it's a it's literally the American dream. Like they want they want it so bad. Like it's something that they want and they'll work hard at throughout their entire lives, regardless if they're happy or not, that they want to, you know, support their family at the end of the day. Uh, going back to what you're saying about like gambling, I know that's also really big. Um it's a very prominent thing in and especially Asian American families or Asian American community, I think it's also part of like the quick money too. So like a lot of times they want like how we make money or like how they, the American dream is like, oh yeah, you do this and then you get money right away, right? Like it's expected, blah, blah, blah. Um, But they never really talk about like building like generational wealth. That's right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something yeah. that's a little bit more obscure. And that's what fin- a lot of financial literacy tools are for, too, mm-hmm. right? Like life insurance and stuff like that. Right. So I feel like they're, to them, it's like wealth happens like overnight, or there's like, I don't know, it's just like a stroke, a strike of, a strike of luck, strike of luck. Mm-hmm. Or just in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, like generational wealth. Like that's so important. Like, I definitely agree with what um, that mentality of quick money because, you know, families think that being a millionaire takes overnight, but really it's all about being smart with your money and being able to, like, invest in the long term. Um, I also wanted to say, like, immigrant families also have, like, so many barriers with that. Like, there's the language barrier, so um, they're not even able to get to uh, receive the finance literacy and then there's just so much more of this finance world like where multiple streams of income and trying to achieve that it's like it's a lot to handle when just migrating into a new family migrating into a new country and also trying to keep your family back home in the philippines like afloat as well and it's just like they're spread so thin and then they're also working nine to five jobs maybe double jobs i remember my mom working three jobs that there's just no like literal time to be figuring all of that out so it's just so much barriers towards migrating and everything yeah I definitely agree with what you all are saying it brought a lot of other thoughts to mind and especially what you're saying about generational wealth I feel like that's another reason why 
It's so important. But I also really like what you all said about, like, the thing that's, like, kind of taboo about money is not always necessarily talking about it, but, like, the steps to how to get there. And I think that's definitely really related to financial literacy. Um, Because, like, again, what you guys said about, you know, like, some in, well, I know other, like, communities can do this, but, like, in, like, Asian American communities, I feel like it's definitely a thing to, like, yeah, show off your capability through, like, when you buy that BMW or you buy that Mercedes-Benz, mm. you know, yeah. and, like, mm. buy your yeah, mom like, buy, like, goods or things that show this. I get this from my unlock. Yeah, or even, like, certain, like, houses or something, you know? And so I feel like, yeah, yeah, like, those are good things to, or not good things, those are things to show off, I guess, but, like, it's like, are those purchases really like financially smart? And like, also, mm-hmm. even if even no. if you wanted to, let's say, get a car, um, you know, how would you how would you do that? Or even if, like, if you did want to get like a house, how would you even do that? You know, like I feel like they don't talk about the in between. You know what's so funny is I feel like there's like a paradox, or not a paradox, but it's it's kind of they kind of like it's very contradicting because like. Asian Asian Americans are also known to be like um, frugal. What is it? Frugal, yeah. yeah. Frugal, frugal. <laughs> and then yeah. they're also <laughs> that's kind of cheap. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then they also like splurge <laughs> on um, you know the more showy, flashy items, right? And yeah. that's, like, the complete... I feel like it also, like, buys into the whole consumerism society and, like, culture. Um, but I think it also shows how that's the complete opposite way of, like, thinking if you want to build generational wealth. Exactly. Right? Which I'm just like, whoa. Because, I mean, it's nice to treat yourself every now and then, sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, a $1,000 Louis Vuitton purse can easily go $2,000 in a high-yield savings account. And... <laughs> That's a good amount of high yield interest right there, baby. Unless you're doing both, then good for you. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like that's also one of the hardest things when talking about, like, my parents about, like, financial literacy, literacy or, like, you know, giving them advice, quote-unquote advice about, like, how to spend their money. Because I remember when I've tried in the past, like, oh, do you really, like, asking them, like, do you really need that? It's more, like, her, my mom's response was, like, it's my money, like, I work for it. And I was just like, yeah it's <laughs> just like okay that, you're, that's yeah that's 100 percent correct and at the end of the day it's like yeah this is the money that you worked for and you, i shouldn't make you feel guilty about how you want to spend that but so it's always like yeah. that balance right it's like yes you worked for this money and you you should be able to spend it how you want mm-hmm. but also and you know i also think that like um if you think about also just filipino culture or i guess asian culture but i'm, I'm gonna speak for the filipino culture is that um it's also expected that your children take care of you when you're older so that's maybe so part of that's just like why would i save my money when i'm older when you're gonna take care of me anyway yeah, <laughs> kind of thing, like that know? that whole culture yeah, of like your children being your retirement fund like the whole joke where it's like why would you put your parents in a nursing home mm-hmm. like what kind of kid are you i know like, where it's like mm-hmm. so normal for like but like parents. a lot of people's <laughs> children like i know thank god i'm not the eldest daughter but like usually it's the eldest daughter that becomes literally the grandparents the the parents right to, yeah right a uh, retirement fund and i think that's crazy like you move in and then they become the babysitter for your kids while you opt to work with mm. you and your partner and that's just how it is. So I guess it kind of makes sense that the mentality is like, why would I save money now when you're going to take care of me? Hey right, guys. So thank you so much for sharing about your personal finance journey and what and why it's important to you. And, you know, just putting thoughts out there in the universe is nothing if you don't have actions or plans. So what are some steps and actions you took as a 20-something or recent college grad to be responsible financially? For me to say, like, the steps I'm taking, I definitely should explain a little bit of the mistakes I made. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But basically, when I turned 18, I got a credit card. But it was, like, one of those things where... No one really told me how to use it. I just kind of got it when I moved to college. 
And yeah, so I didn't really know how to use it. And I didn't really understand the importance of credit that back then. And so I made a mistake and I used the credit card. I maxed it out and I didn't pay it. Oh, no. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, that that hurt my, my credit score. Um, mm. And just like other financial mistakes I made, um, things I didn't pay on time as well. But how were you able to like, yeah, rise from that? Okay. Yeah. So it was like sometime in second year when I like realized, oh, fuck, like this is going to probably affect my later goals. And so, yeah, I like shut down my credit card and like I second year I applied for a new credit card um, and I just started like building my credit up. Um, so, yeah, I got a new credit card and then I also learned how to navigate like the banking system better. So I also made like a CD account that year. And then I also started like looking into investment um, opportunities. And so I, yeah, I just made like some initial steps in my second year. But yeah, it wasn't until my senior year where I like got serious about it though. And I like learned more. After that, some more steps I've taken like in the past year. Yeah, so I've gotten um, another credit card to build up my the available credit I have. So yeah, I got um, to expand my available credit. I got another credit card. And then I also increased the line of credit I have in my old credit card. Um, And then I also opened up um, another high high yield savings account as well. And then I would also say that I really budgeted this past year. I would say in college, I obviously didn't really budget. But yeah, this past year I did. Um, and I use an app called Mint. It's really, really great. Um, it, like, automatically separates, like, the things I buy to, like, food, uh, things like that. So, like, for example, like, for my food budget, I can only spend $350 a month um, in groceries and restaurants. Um, so whenever I see it on, like, the Mint app, it helps me, like, decide, like, how, or, yeah, oh. like, I can't buy this this month. And so, yeah, yeah so download that. For- that. Yeah, so I do that for all, like, my expense categories. And I also really like Mint because it, like, puts all of your accounts into one app. So it also shows all your investment accounts um, and credit cards in one place. And so it allows me to see, like, how much much money I have in total and also how much money I owe. Um, And so that's been really helpful. And now I always pay off my credit card at the beginning of the month zero sum yeah another reason like I really budgeted like this past year and like fixed all the stuff all my whatever because like I think it's also important when you're taking like steps to think about like your long-term goals and so like for me two of the big goals I have for like the next 10 years is one is to go to grad school and then second to get my own like condo or house. And so like with those two goals in mind, that's another reason why like I started doing this. And so like, for example, for the first one for saving up for grad school, like I knew I was going to do it all by myself financially. So I knew I had to get serious. And so, yeah, like Mint also helps you like set goals on it. I am proud to say that I've saved 20k for grad school. Oh my god, Gabby. Let's go. Let's go, Gabby. She said 20k. 20k in there. 20 something with the 20k. Okay. But yeah, so cuz I just really wanted to minimize them. I'm I'm I know I'm going to still have to take out loans for grad school, but like I'm I just want to wanted to minimize as much as I can. Yeah. And then just like my goal of wanting to get a, my own condo or house like within the next 10 years, like that is why why like I'm trying to rebuild my credit. Other stuff, taxes. I also had literally no idea how to do taxes, but Andrea really helped me out with that one. We really were able to do it together, so we filed our own taxes, equal tax. Um, which was really, um, yeah, it was really helpful to use that tool. I I would say though, that like personally, my tax situation is very simple. Like I only have a job. I don't have dependents. I don't have mortgage. 
So I would say like if your financial situation is more complicated, you might want to like hire someone to do it. But personally, like, yeah, like the TurboTax option was great. Um, yeah, and I did that. And then the la- the other thing I would say is like investing. That's something I, re- I haven't really like truly learned how to do yet, honestly. Like I only made an investment account. I made I made a Roth IRA account, but I don't know how to use it yet. <laughs> so I still have to learn. Okay. And the comeback story. Comeback. That's amazing. Let's go. Yeah, yeah it was wow. bad. It was honestly bad. You can cut. But you got out of it, so that's good. And yeah, that's so good. Like people usually don't, you know. I remember. Yeah. I remember when, like, I had a professor in UCLA that told me about his credit card horror story, and that he had that debt throughout college, and he didn't tell his parents, and eventually he had to get support from his parents. But yeah, for you to be able to you know do it all on your own and like be able to even get out with even more investments like that's an amazing story and like oh my god to think that you had to deal with this in your second year i would have for sure freaked out i would have for sure freaked out oh my god like, i was everything going on i was so yeah. stressed i remember i was like <laughs> i was just gonna say i feel like with anything money or like just government related i just get so scared that i'm gonna go to jail Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm gonna same. like fuck up and I'm like damn no one told me though same <laughs> same That's I'm, like, I'm like IRS I honestly didn't know like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah cause I'm scared of the IRS man they be like coming out of nowhere for me when I started getting into personal finances like I said like um, I took out loans for college so I when I was 18 I didn't really know what that meant like interest unsubsidized interest um was and i didn't really um yeah i i did i don't think i really budgeted as well i think around my second year in college where i was like wait like i have these loans and i i'm going to graduate in two years and i have to figure out how i'm gonna pay for them so i think that's when i started really in getting into finances and budgeting and when I really tried to educate myself on, like, what are these big fancy words for, like, compound interest, subsidized, unsubsidized, you know, like, yeah, multiple streams of income, investing. And, like, investment itself is such a big word. Like, you're literally investing yourself when you take out loans or when you're getting yourself into education. And there's also investment, like, finance investment where you're into stocks. Uh, or bonds or retirement accounts and like that itself is another like big old world that that one word holds um so yeah I just started getting into like um videos teaching me how what it means to really save and really like invest and like I think it was like in a TikTok video actually where someone said yeah you you don't you don't have invest you can't you shouldn't start investing until you pay off all your debt. Um, you yeah. don't really have savings until all your debt is paid. And so that was like my first go-to. And then um, now I think I'm at the stage where, oh yeah, by the way, like I'm pretty sure I told everyone, but like um, I was able to pay off all my debt since last month. So oh I'm God, really happy about that. Yes. <laughs> really happy that... Um, fuck covid but like the reason you know it stopped payments and stopped um interest accumulation so really grateful for that i don't think i would have like paid it as fast uh, if it wasn't for like this whole uh situation but yeah was able to do that and now i'm like at the stage where yeah i want to start saving and start putting like um start putting my money in the right places so yeah, high yield saving account. I'm surprised you had a CD account since sophomore year. I can only imagine like how much it accumulated now. Um, I was, I by the time I graduated, I also had for some reason a retirement fund that I wasn't even aware oh, yeah. of. Yeah, I don't even know why we have a with UCLA. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, they never even notified that uh, to us. Like when we got <laughs> hired, so I'm like, you know, when we got this. Like, when we got this check, I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow, I didn't even know you guys were taking out of our <laughs> checks from it. But um, really grateful for that. And, like, we had the option to cash it out. And 
have it tax 10% or like have it go into an IRA and I chose with that um, and I have yet to you know play around with it oh I shouldn't say play around because I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even like touching it because I'm scared of like yeah what stocks and investing means because yeah once um, I definitely want to research into stocks and where I should be investing I know a lot of you guys talked about um what index funds um or ETS yeah all that and I really want to get into it now I it's just getting started for sure is the hard part (laughs) I think it's I feel like I have like this on and off thing where I'm like oh I'm in it I'm like yeah I'm gonna get on track and then like I fall off for a little bit and I'm like oh shoot I should get back onto it same Mm -hmm. um yeah but didn't you actually invest in stock and personal taxes yeah so with the taxes thing that was definitely like the blind leading the blind and we were kind of just like supporting each other oh with me and gabby we were kind of just like literally trying to figure (laughs) it out asking each other questions acting like the other person would know (laughs) no i was just gonna say that like when we were doing the taxes together it was just funny because we would just be like wait what's that term and then we'd be like oh guys but then we figured it out nice yeah so just like a bunch of trial and error, kind of. Um, and that's why it's so great to like have friends who are like the same age or kind of like going through the same process or have similar goals, right? Who want to get like their their finances together and know that like this is something they need to learn more about. Um, but yeah, so like for my goals, it was to pay off my loans was number one and then figure out how to do my taxes. Um, so I just like Lily B, I also finally was able to pay off my loans. I'm so proud of you. Job. Ah, yeah, which is like insane to me, and it like makes me think too, because I was listening to um to a a video. Forgot what it was, but them talking about how like you know loans don't have to be like burdensome. You know, especially they could like people take out loans to like start their businesses, right? And it's just doesn't matter as long as you like, create a plan and you stay on top of it, right? They can actually help you move forward financially. Cause I, I just never, I remember just like thinking back to like literally going to like my high school concert and being like, I don't know if I should go to this school. I have to like take out loans, mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, that's not bad at all. And I was like, okay, like 10, 10 G's or whatever. I'm like, sure. And that was just, like, the estimate, you know? But mm-hmm. now, just, like, being able to be like, wow, say that, yay, like, I, I was able to, like, pay off well, my loans, I think is really, is really cool. And it makes me feel better about, like, you know, loans in the future, especially, like, mortgages, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, not seeing as, like, oh, I'm never going to ever be able to pay this off and actually being like, oh, I can if I just, like, if I just make sure I stay on top of it and I'm... Um, responsible and stuff it's like a bigger credit card right yeah yeah yeah. it's just a bigger loan that you like have for like 30 years (laughs) right like a mortgage yeah yeah (laughs) like 30 years um so yeah that's really exciting so that was one one of my bigger bigger um financial goals and then taxes you know which again didn't turn out to be turned out to be not as bad as i had thought (laughs) Um, again, yeah, a lot of it is just kind of just like because you're because it's unknown, it seems so scary, right? But then when you actually like learn more about it and get familiar, I just have to be like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Um, I think yeah. with taxes and like loans, yeah, um, yeah, so that's kind of like one of the bigger real- realizations that I have. And then as far as like my now that I've completed two of my financial goals, um, I'm really working on, yeah, now having like an emergency fund. And then, um, yeah, saving up to get my own place because I know that's like the next big purchase. I probably would hold will hold off on getting a car um, for as long as I can, because um, I don't know. Just like from what I read, to like one, it's like not that great of an investment compared to other things because like it's no. become, like yeah because it like. <laughs> Yeah, um, loses its value. It literally deteriorates in value the moment it steps off that. Exactly, yeah. and so I would just rather you know um, try to figure it out. And also because I work at home or remote, yeah, um, there's not really that much of a necessity for now, at least. 
yeah those are kind of like my goals for now um i mean what did you find out regarding your stocks yeah i feel like that i just can't again i feel like i'm more like a fight or flight person so i'm like oh my god like knowing that like oh like the longer you have the earlier you you start having this like the better so i'm just like okay gotta start one today like starting now because i already lost so much time so i feel like it came out of like anxiety um where i was just like okay i impulse not impulsively because obviously i was trying to like do my research and i like thought about it for a little bit but it was more like i felt like a sense of urgency to like start right away um so i did that but i was also like like what lily was talking about earlier on the fence of whether i like wanted to right away start investing or save my money or like start starting my savings um and i was like literally uh that was like my obsession for a little bit just trying to figure out like what is the best decision and uh, mm-hmm. again like with a lot of things it kind of just varies in your situation and like your comfortability but i decided to just like do both at the same time and do little by little um and still have it kind of like work out um but yeah i'm still such a novice at investing I used to invest here and there. And again, I feel like I go through phases. So like I was really into it when I opened up my Roth IRA and I had like um, bought some stocks or like I yeah bought some stocks like from just like individual stocks and also like uh, as part of like an ETF. I'm forgetting the terms now because it's been a while. <laughs> um, and, so that, and then I was checking it like regularly. And then for like the past month and now I don't, think, I don't remember the last time I checked it. Which is kind of a good thing because it's all about long term, right? So it's like you shouldn't have to be worrying about it like, every day, especially mm-hmm. if you. Well, depending on like what stock, if you're like an, a day day trader, I think that's what they're called. If yeah, yes, so that's like you're on it like exactly. All the time. So, like that makes sense, but I definitely knew like I have a full time job and like you know, <laughs> so I wanted something that like, I didn't have to constantly check on, um, mm-hmm. and that would kind of just work. That would. I, just kind of accumulate and build up um, and grow passively. So, yeah, I'm still learning. Or Andrea, I have a question. Um, why did you open a Roth IRA? Like, why specifically that? And, like, what is it? That is a great question. Fantastic Gabby. question, Gabby. Wow. Fantastic question. Wow. Um, so, a Roth IRA <laughs> is basically a... I don't even, I don't know exactly what it is, but I just know it's kind of like a retirement savings, right? It's like somewhere you can put money into retire. It's mainly for long-term savings. So I wouldn't put in money that you would most likely will need in a few years. It's kind of like you probably want to put in money that you don't need, you won't need um, until much, much later on because you usually can't take it out until in your like late 50s I think like 59 and a half um or otherwise you'd like incur some kind of penalty but essentially it's like retirement savings and mm-hmm. there's two kinds of Roth IRA from what I know um so there's like there's two there's two IRAs oh there's Roth and traditional? oh yeah there's a traditional or two yeah. Roths no, no you're right there's a there's two IRAs um one is traditional and one is a Roth IRA so with Roth IRA you put money that's already been taxed into it and then so the Roth IRA just holds the money but then you actually have to go in and invest the money that you've that you've placed in the Roth IRA IRA into actual mm-hmm. stocks um and invest in, in companies or funds mm-hmm. so yeah and um which is nice because unlike a traditional IRA Roth IRA you don't have to um it can grow without you having to worry about paying taxes later because you've already paid taxes on that money. Yeah, I think, and for anyone listening to like, um, it's, it's, I think it's really similar to like 401k also, which is like another type of like retirement account, except the 401k is not taxed. So that's why some people prefer the Roth IRA because like when you take out money from it, when you're older, it's, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Exactly. Versus like if you were to pay taxes later, it's like you'd also have to pay the taxes of your the amount you earned. For myself, I yeah, I think I started my credit card I don't really know when. Honestly, it's kind of blurry. Um, because technically like I had a credit card before I knew I had a credit card. 
Um, and yeah, I'm not going to explain that, but <laughs> I definitely opened my first credit card at my own like current bank that I use. Um, I think my sophomore year of college as well, because that's when I moved out of the dorms and into the apartments. And I felt like big girl energy. I had to, you know, do all the growing up stuff, like get my credit card, um, get my own card. Uh, I love my debit card because it's a picture of downtown LA that I took of. So it's my favorite. <laughs> um, and then I also got an Amex. So <sighs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's only this past uh, year, I guess, into the pandemic where I really started thinking about the other ways that um, I need to build my financial literacy. So I followed like accounts on Instagram and TikTok and watched videos on YouTube. I also um, had a Skillshare account for a bit. So I watched a few videos on Skillshare um, and just really trying to get as financial literate as possible. Um, I also worked for a financial advising company for a sec. Um, so that kind of helped because they had some presentations here and there, but they were kind of still repetitive to things I already learned. Uh, and since then, um, yeah, I've opened up a high savings account because the idea of like my save my regular savings account which is for the past three years I guess is what I've been using it's like oh my god you're just sitting there you're decreasing in value because you know the value of like money goes up every year so it just sucks so I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna do that why would I do that so I moved to high yield um I started my Roth IRA because I know it's important but I don't feel like I am in the financial place just yet to start investing in anything yet. I want to make sure that I have enough funds to actually invest in the stock. So I'm kind of letting it sit for a bit um, when I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing half the time nowadays. <laughs> and yeah, and I just opened my account with Mint. Thanks to Gabby and Andrea for mentioning. Not sponsored, Ooh, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> and there's also an app that just came out and so I think there's a lot of kinks to it so I wouldn't say that anybody should get it but I was really intrigued by it and it's called Griffin um, it's supposed to be a new way of investing and how it's supposed to work um, according to like the info that I read about it uh, and watched about it was like you every time you buy from a company you get a dollar's worth of that stock so like for example if you get a drink at Starbucks you can get like a dollar of Starbucks. Wow. Stock, which is not a lot, but it's kind of like um, one of those things where like you're putting money into that company. You should be getting it back in some way, shape, way or form. Um, and I think it's a really awesome idea because it kind of puts, you know, the money back to the consumer. Um, but I know it's kind of has its flaws. It just came out. So hopefully they can improve in the next year or two and we could ta start talking about it. But yeah. Uh, I think also really for me um, with financial literacy is important because I'm a freelancer and I have to make sure that, you know, I'm not just making money <laughs> um, that I also save because the big thing about freelance is learning how to save um, because you never really know when your next gig can swallow up or continue or whatever can happen, um, which is a lot hard pill to swallow and this shit's really hard, but pushing through you got this Ashley yeah. you got this Thank you. Uh, that's so interesting though how you bring up how like that new um that new company that new app that's kind of trying out something hasn't been done before and I'm thinking about how like yeah so like fi even finances financial literacy and like the financial world is is changing you know as we speak and I remember talking or like just when I was learning more about like know financial literacy um like 401ks weren't really a thing it was they kind of replaced pension mm. plans right yeah and yes. so that was just like what happened within like our generation and now like 401ks are so yes. common um and they've almost completely you know eradicated like pension plans but i think mm. that's crazy too and now with the democratization the democratization I don't know if I'm that word is weird of like investing um I feel like people are starting to go into more of like bitcoin and like cryptocurrency now yeah it's mm. like everything it's like you that's why it's always 
um, good to, you know, keep up to date and, you know, have platforms or like resources that, you know, keep you updated about certain things that are happening. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, like, um, when people invest, I, I had a family member who was really into investing before he passed away. And um, he would read the news, like, all the time. And I was like, oh, I guess the news was interesting. But then his wife told me, that he, I was like, no, it's like mostly because he has investments and he has to know what's going on oh. with them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. It's really intersectional. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I don't know if any of you guys feel this way, but does anybody else also have, like, I mean, financial literacy is super important. And then, like, um investing and like stocks and stuff for sure and like our society but does anybody have also like this weird cognitive dissonance where it's like man fuck capitalism fuck oh my god fuck, wait, 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 wait. fuck the society that we're in but damn i need to be in it or i'm gonna I honestly okay for me right. no i definitely thought about it too and i've I feel like my thing is, like, trying to still keep it my own. So, like, I'm trying. One thing I really want to do is being able to actually invest in companies, even though, like, not really for profit, but, like, actually believe in, like, what they're trying to do and, like, wanting to actually see them grow. I don't know. I feel like I'm on Shark I'm like, I'm speaking like I'm a Shark Tank judge or something. But I feel like that's (laughs) where I want to, you know, again, like, I understand, like, like, there's a system and it definitely is broken but also like kind of it's like needed in order to you know it's like more it's practical to also go along with it right um that's like one way i'm like still trying to i don't know yeah yeah like consolidate like how do you um, know values are like yeah putting putting your money um where your money with like your dollar yeah or no. it's like my way of like resisting or, you know, not completely buying into like the whole capitalism, but being like, I'm going to support businesses that are, you know, that I personally believe in and not just because not just for profit, but like what they're yeah. trying to do in their service. Like actually investing. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like, you know, it gets lost in the sense of profit and everything, but, you know, investing can also go like towards your education, like I said, or to your family or to you know the people around you businesses that you feel like should get the for like should get the recognition that they deserve but can't because they literally need money to grow and prosper so yeah. it's sad how the how money makes the world go round but it can be also like a very empowering tool for many projects and many businesses thank you for bringing that up ashley literally i was <laughs> that has been also something i've been thinking about so much this past year and like okay i'll give a couple examples but like for example like with the whole like investing kind of what, what andrea was saying but like investing in companies um because like when i was looking at like the roth ira and like different funds that i want to invest in like most of the like good ones I guess you could say or like ones that could potentially make you money are like ones that invest in like the big companies in America you know like the mm. S&P 500 which is like the like more of the richer um, companies and like just different investing it's like a lot of it is focused on like those bigger companies you know like Amazon blah 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 and it's just like it it literally hurts me to think about like I know oh my god it's like (sighs) yeah because it's like I'm thinking about how like in Roth IRA like okay it's gonna help me personally right to like build my retirement savings if I invest in these but it's like I'm doing it at the expense at the same time of like these uh, like unethical and like companies Ah, and like I can't get that out of my head but like I do really like what you brought up Andrea about like investing in like other companies which but I think the thing is with that, it's, like, it's not as accessible yet, like, or I know there are, like, well, I don't know exactly what options there are, but I know that there are options for that, but it's, like, I do feel like a lot of the investments, like, with a lot of accounts are mostly focused on, like, those richer companies, and, like, yeah, it just, that's, that's another thing that, like, makes me feel, like, I don't know, you know, but, like, and another thing also personally for me is, like, 
I do want to eventually like well, like, own a place, but also potentially get like a rental property or like also like do some kind of like selling it or like remodeling a house and then selling it. I don't know, either one. But like, but also with that, I I also feel extremely guilty because it's like, if like I get a rental property mm. or like things like that, at the same time, it's like, I'm also like benefiting off of like someone else's situation, you know? And like, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I, I'm not saying I have an answer to this because I don't, but like, yeah. This whole finance thing is also like really interesting because it's like, like the system is like kind of what you guys are saying the system is messed up so it's like but at the same time like we also have to like think about our own like well-being you know it's so being it's packed. just like yeah right so it's just like ah <laughs> <laughs> like in order also- to benefit you need to benefit from someone else's right yeah. but that also like that's that's the concept of capitalism though mm. so it's like you're like I forgot what quote this was, but I remember seeing it. There was, like, a philosopher who said this. But it's, like, that's the whole thing about capitalism. Like, you're benefiting off of, like, the, what is it? The exploitation of yeah. someone else. Like, Until, which is a whole other uh, thing. Until all the resources and everything is all exploited and every, all that, there's just, it's always going to keep going. That's how the system is. But then... What I'm also yeah. I'm also picturing it too is like once I accumulate wealth, I can be able to like actually make you know invest in the change that I want to mm. see. You know, so like I'm able yeah, to then true. once I'm more financially stable, I'm like okay, now I can now I can put mm. this money and be more selective about like certain things, right? So I'm stealing from the rich companies, and I'm going <laughs> to give it to more ethical companies. Right? <laughs> oh, we can no, just steal yeah. from the rich. Robin Hood. Seal from the rich. No, okay, yeah. Andrea. I love that. No, no, yeah, I definitely agree with that too. That's definitely something that also crossed my mind. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a TikTok the other day where somebody was just like, um, "It's like you know, fuck capitalism, but also a person of color and I <laughs> from an immigrant community, low income, so." I'm gonna go to my corporate job. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sometimes it's right. like that. Yeah. We have still so much to learn and to grow from, but this is what this podcast is for. So again, to our listeners, if you have any questions, tips, or tricks uh, that we need to know about financial literacy, they are much appreciated uh, through all of our social media or our email. So as is the segment for every episode. And a special announcement at the end of this episode. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, we will go into our seeds of the week. Our seeds of the week is just a goal that we have for ourselves um, since last episode. And our uh, challenge is to fulfill that goal or, uh, uh, you know, move it on to the next week in order to grow as better people. I remember my last seeds of the week was to continue on with confidence and self-esteem and um, not relying on others' affirmations on what I do and how I behave, uh, which is really great for, I feel like, my mental health and just being more conscious and aware of myself and who I want to be and who I am going to be. Um, So, yeah, I would say, like, I was a really... I wasn't as self-conscious I wasn't as anxious around people but I feel like at the same time like it kind of put me um I definitely need to find that balance of like being able to like still connect with people in a sense like of course I'm not looking for other people's approval but like I feel like then I just don't care about other people you know like there's that line where it's like "Ah, I don't care like I'm just gonna do me and then there's that line where um, where it's like, oh, I should have been more more conscious or like more considerate or more willing to connect with others. And like I said, like this past weekend, I just literally just focused on me. And I feel like that takes out a big part of life, like just not being able to connect with others and everything. Um, so I just find I just need to find that balance between like, okay, uh, trying not to seek out others, but not also isolating myself at the same time. And then 
for my new seed of the week, I'd like to focus on sleep again. Like, I really want to set up a routine because I feel like I fell off from it and I'm kind of like getting out of all my like healthy habits. Um, Like just really focusing on um, getting enough rest, um, drinking enough water and making sure that I am getting enough energy to get through myself through the week. Like I feel like what today's Wednesday and I'm, I feel Mm -hmm. like so tired. Like there's, I, I don't want to be pushing through to the weekend. I want to be self-sustained every day. Your seeds of the week definitely relates to mine for sure. <laughs> um, my last seed of the week was to sleeping schedule because I also feel like the past month or so, I've been kind of like falling back. Mm, I don't want to say falling back, but falling into like not the best habits, um, just like overall. And so, yeah, so I was able to fix my sleeping schedule. Woo! <laughs> uh, <I was> sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to fix it, which is great. Um, she breaks it today. Uh, <laughs> stop. Don't um, say that. But I still have been sleeping a little later, though. But, yeah, it's definitely not, not sleeping at 3 a.m. like I was last month. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so... And then I think for the next two weeks, I would, I also want to like, kind of go back on following more of my habits again. And I think for me, that's like, just like kind of sticking to like, usually I would, I write down like everything I need to do that day. And I kind of have been stopped doing, I stopped doing that like the last month, but um, yeah, I'm going to like do that again because it, it really I really do like doing it because it helps me like stay like peace of mind or helps me have a peace of mind um and even if it like isn't like I have to do 20 things today it's not really about that but it's like even if it's only like two things like I think it like yeah helps me stay organized uh, but also like just writing down like things I need to do for like myself um yeah I actually was trying to figure out trying to remember what my seat of the week was but I believe it was going back to like my very first one which is having like positive self-talk um I think that that has improved but I don't think it was like intentional I think it was just kind of like you know more like situation like triggered by certain situations and now I'm like out of that stressful place and I'm like in a better mental state so I feel like there's other things as well that was kind of um promoting that like negative self-talk so there's the update i feel like again like with all of these i feel like it's going to be an ongoing thing and i hope to keep up with that still uh for my new seat of the week i am so piggybacking off like long walks i've also been trying to kind of just integrate walks also on my day uh or like yeah just every day um walking my dog um yeah and I'm yeah I'm also just I really want to um get back into the gym because I know that was like super helpful for me the past four years like not having access to that I like definitely see the effects like physically and mentally so hopefully like you know as things start to open up and getting vaccinated soon um I feel a bit more comfortable about doing that I feel like that yeah how about you Ashley cool uh, my seed of the week last week um, was to accept what I can't do um, in what I expect of myself for that day. Basically, like, just being gentle with myself and, like, if I can't get it done, then it's fine. <laughs> um, and I think I've been pretty okay with that. Like, definitely it wasn't that easy last week or earlier um, or, like, basically last week. But today um, or, like, this week... I've just had a really busy week with a lot of stuff. Um, and today's Wednesday. It's a hot day. Wednesdays are like my best recharge days. So I allowed myself mm-hmm. to just work a little bit and like actually just like unplug because my mind was already, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so stressed. Um, so I gave myself kind of a mental health day. Uh, and then I think for my seat of the week, I would like to restructure my plans, just like what I'm doing moving forward. Um, I really want to incorporate 
um, more projects that are more financially sustainable um, for the effort and time that I'm putting into it. So I think that's what I'm going to be working on most is making sure that like I'm reaching my financial goals, speaking of finance, reaching my financial goals um, while still being respectful of my energy and my time without getting into the details of it. That's basically what I'm doing. Yeah, so everyone, thank you so much for sharing your seeds of the week. And our fellow listeners, to be honest with you, it's not just the seeds of the week. It's the seeds until next season because we're coming back. Actually, we're coming back. We're, we're taking a hiatus, um, just a little break uh, for, the, uh, for the podcast. We have, you know, got to recharge our batteries, need some time in the sunlight, need some time to grow. Um, we'll be checking in with each other, but you'll be expecting an episode next season. <laughs> but yeah, end of season one. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who, you know, listened to our episodes for our first season. It's been really, really great, like getting to just share our conversations. And yeah, I can't believe we did seven whole episodes. Definitely been a worthwhile ride. We did not expect how much this would grow into we honestly like i wouldn't have ever envisioned episode seven and with this hiatus we hope to do more planning and more projects with this podcast and we're just really grateful for this opportunity for this experience and we're going to definitely make it even more worthwhile so thanks thanks guys yeah also hint hint we are looking into probably guest interviews and having guests over next season so stay tuned for those not just gonna hear us for our talk (laughs) yeah i know that's something that again we're trying to um improve on and hopefully we can introduce you know more perspectives other people because we know as 20 somethings we're constantly learning and the best way to learn is also just from you know we don't have to start from ground zero you know that's what a community is and um, we're excited to bring on other people and learn from them. Um, and yeah, thank you all for everyone who's kind of stuck with us. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. And um, again, we really want to take the time to also reflect on how we can grow, how we can improve uh, the podcast for you and for us as well. Um, and I'm hoping like during the hiatus time, even though we are going to be stepping back, we're still going to be active our social media um and still be present we're we just now want to focus on like um taking a break from like the podcast specifically but yes definitely and i think to make the podcast yes better. exactly mm-hmm. um yeah so yay we hope hopefully we hope you stay around um for our next season because definitely there's going to be big things that we were planning and we can't wait to share with y'all next season so for the last time for a little while talk to you guys later bye bye, bye. bye. oh my god i'm gonna miss you guys oh my god Stop it. Bye. No. no don't go don't go <laughs>